Welcome to the Best of Fives. This is another special Halloween episode for our 2018 Halloween celebration. I am Matt, and joining me this episode are my co-host Dave. Hello. And Christy. Bwa ha ha. So this is our at least our second Best of Fives episode. At least that's been recorded. I'm not sure what release order is going to be. But Halloween, we've said more than once, big holiday for Neo's as just about everybody that involves with Neo's as seems to do some kind of show for Halloween without even planning it. It's just how it's happened for the past few years. And Best of Fives is one of those shows that really just lends itself to anything in any holiday, and especially in Halloween. So this episode, we are going to list our top five favorite songs for Halloween. Now, not necessarily Halloween songs, because if we did that, it would be four songs from the Nightmare Before Christmas soundtrack and then one other. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. For the most part. Yeah. So this is songs that I listen to, at least from my, I'll get your guys, uh, how you made your list. But for me, it's songs that I tend to listen to more on Halloween or remind me of Halloween when I'm listening to them other times of year, uh, times of the year, I should say. Songs that get me ready for some kind of Halloween event, which we do a lot of as well at Neo's As. So what did you, Dave, what was your mindset in putting your list together? I did kind of what you did, too. It's it's just that uh, feeling that you get this time of year. And I picked the five songs that I have for various reasons. Some are because of the movie that they're in. Some are because of the feeling that they evoke or something personal. Yeah, so it's it's kind of just like, uh, and, and, and you go to a Halloween party, everyone's playing the same 10 songs or 15 songs. I doubt most of the songs that we're going to say would show up on somebody's Halloween party mix, yo. <laughs> really? You think so? I, I would actually say mine, all five of mine will probably be on a Halloween mix. I think a couple of mine. Yeah, so- all right. Then I'm interested because I, I'm, I was, I've been looking forward to this because I really do want to see what you pick because I have a feeling we're all, because we're fans and uh, devotees of Halloween, I think our lists are going to be great. And uh, Christy, were you this much into Halloween? Like BM before Matt? <laughs> BM. <laughs> That's terrible. I like B- it. That's a good one. Uh, no, I was not. I was not. And I don't think we actually were that early when we first met. No, it really I mean, wasn't I, until we moved up here. I always liked Halloween, but we didn't have the seasonal Halloween like you have, like we have here, I should say. I mean, you had maybe a week, depending on when Halloween fell. If it fell on like a Thursday or a Tuesday or something, they kind of stretched it out either the weekend before or maybe the, no, not necessarily even the weekend after. So at best, we'd get a week here when I moved down here. It's, I mean, the theme parks is the big thing. It's theme parks isn't the only thing in Orlando, far from it, but it's hard to ignore their influence on what happens around here and both Disney and Universal being the two biggest ones. At the time when I first moved here, it was already a month long celebration. Now we are coming into two months, probably going to start in August by the time the 30th anniversary of Halloween Horror Nights rolls around. Yeah. Okay, that's kind of what I thought. I don't know. I mean, I don't know why I thought that, but I don't. I thought that maybe Matt's influence on you made you like this more because you're a theater person, and theater people tend to really like Halloween. Oh yeah. I don't know. 
it's it's like theater people it's another chance to dress up and you're not a geek because <laughs> everyone's doing it like theater people halloween's their john and usually uh, like especially in college i was doing a show in october so mm. there was always either the cast party or a party during the show that we would have a halloween and 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 like you said all my classmates all the theater majors we all got dressed up that was our that was our time of the year yeah. We got some and pretty even, extensive costumes. I'll, I'll bet. Uh, <laughs> especially some of the people that are in theater that like to take things like this to an extreme. And then it even goes into what I would call Matt and I's theater, different kind of theater experience. I remember when working at a movie theater, we were allowed to dress up at Halloween. Mm-hmm. We all got excited. Yeah. We were like, it was like you stop dressing up at some point, and it's like everybody likes Halloween. Not everybody, but most people do. And then there's the age where you're like, ah, I'm too old for this. And then there's the age <laughs> where you're like, ah, damn it, I wish I could still do that, yeah. and I'll take any excuse to dress up. And we used to wear some pretty elaborate costumes at the theater. We even made up fake name tags. Yep. For, oh, wow. for ourselves as like our character or whatever we were. <laughs> I still remember the one year. It was like two years after the Dragon, the Bruce Lee story came out. And I had a resurgence for for uh, Bruce Lee, and I couldn't pass off being Bruce Lee, so I was Kato from the Green Hornet. Yeah, and I had the name tag Kato, and I still remember like the biggest disappointment was some child looks at me, looks at, and then looks at her, her mother and said, "Look, mommy, it's a burglar." I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I punched her in the That's face, right. <laughs> and I kicked her out of Thumbelina. <laughs> you want to see the land before time? <laughs> Fuck you. Exactly. Little turd. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on that note, why don't we get started? And I'll start since I asked everyone to join me. So my number five, I don't dance. I don't think that's a secret to that, anybody. That, that would be on the Accurate. obvious page. Yes. But there is one song. When that first note hits, I will jump up on the dance floor and I will participate because it's a very simple dance. Yes, it instructs you. It's just a jump to the left. With your hands on your hips. talking about the rocky horror picture show time warp that i don't think there's any other song that would one get me to dance or two get me in the mood for a halloween party better than the time warp i I think that's pretty pretty accurate have you seen him do this yes (laughs) yep yes i have he actually does the time warp. Yes, yes, he does. They used to have it. Not the again. Of Halloween is half our celebration, half a giant advertisement for Halloween Horror Nights. Five years for five years, they had a Rocky Horror Picture Show show live tribute show tribute show at Halloween Horror Nights. It was all the songs with very very short condensed interstitials tying them together, but they were scenes from the movie. And of course, the time warp was a big thing. And if you so chose, you would get up in your seat, usually in the aisles and the steps to the security's chagrin and to the time warp. And everybody mm-hmm. did so yep. choose. Yep. I want I want a reenactment. All right, he's doing it now. <laughs> Next thing you'll be flossing, Matt. It's gonna happen. Flossing. Oh no. <laughs> no, I have a water I, pick. That... <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's a dance. Oh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm not cutting that out. <laughs> I am not cutting that out because like, that's just too funny. It's that stupid dance that all the kids do. Oh, is that what that's like, called? Okay, I yeah. tried to do that. I have some pretty decent coordination. I played sports. I was in martial arts for many, many, many years. I can't do that. I cannot do that. It, that, that is like a mystery to my the way my brain works with coordination. It's because you're not eight. Uh, yeah, well, that's that. Is that. That's a good choice, though. <laughs> There's faux you're, flossing, too. <laughs> like, where it looks like you're really trying to do it. So, I guess you, what I do actually is probably could be called the water pick. So, yeah, there we go. Full you circle. Water, you got the water pick. I do the easy one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Dave, what's your number five? All right, my number five is uh, I, there is not anyone listening to this show that is a bigger fan of the police than I am. That's true. And that makes my number five, Murder by Numbers by the Police. Murder by Numbers. It's an instruction manual for killing. Oh. And I always found it like kind of delightfully uncomfortable and even more so after it's used in the movie Copycat. They they use it as a plot device in the movie Copycat. Uh, and it's put to good use. And I love the reference in an, what I think is a kind of underrated thriller. It's a sinister song. And I have a few honorable mentions that fit that bill as well, but this is the one I'm going to as my kind of sinister, makes you uncomfortable, it's kind of edgy, it's kind of inappropriate, and you kind of like, it's kinda, you, you feel guilty for liking it, because when you think about what the song is, it's awful. It's telling you how to murder somebody. And uh, that's my number five, Murder by Numbers. That's almost as good a song to... Uh follow a murder as calendar girl in january man <laughs> sorry as soon as you said that i don't know why that popped into my head that that's a movie that oh my okay anyway let's just move on christy what's your number five um i am a recent convert to the kesha camp um oh, she's God. she has become my spirit animal um what the <laughs> hell what i like kesha oh my god um but she has a song that makes me think of if i had a Halloween party, I would be playing it, and it's called Cannibal. Is it about being a cannibal? Yes. Oh. Yes. It's it's. How's it go? Because I have no no one. Uh, I eat boys up breakfast and lunch, and when I'm thirsty, I drink their blood. Carnivore <laughs> animal, I am a cannibal. I eat boys up. I wish you could see the smile on her face as she's talking about eating <laughs> human flesh and drinking blood. Yeah. She's sleep very happy. One, uh, sleep with one eye open, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> I Just, thought that's a song. I am cannibal. Oh no 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 no! no. Oh, that's no. a little older than Kesha. Yes, it is. But yeah, I like I, Kesha. I don't. I don't know that song, but I like Kesha. You sure this is all one long sexual innuendo? Oh yeah, of course it is. But um, okay. still, but it's like, uh, take your finger, stir my tea. Then when I'm done, I'll suck your teeth. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> oh my god! It's, I mean, it's really. <laughs> my goodness! It's, it's really <laughs> violent. 
So, uh, yeah, it makes me think of Halloween. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, oh, moving on. I hear Matt, t- Matt is typing right now for how to obtain a restraining order. <laughs> exactly. In your own house. I'm going to rub myself with Tabasco. I'm actually sandwich. ordering some uh, concrete blocks and cement, and I'm going to be walling up the bedroom. <laughs> So, my number four. Talk about... Okay, you said innuendo. This song is anything but innuendo. And it is... And it's actually harkens to what Dave said. A little uncomfortable for liking it, but it, the sound of it, the the music, the guitar is so good that it's my number four. Right after the, the verbal introduction, there's like almost a little skit. It's very short. But then that guitar rift for this song. I will turn this up, listen to it all the way through, then feel dirty for having listened to it. And it's Alice Cooper's Feed My Frankenstein. <laughs> This, this song is one line short of just saying, I'm going to pull down my pants and bang you. I mean, because that's basically what this song is about. In fact, there's, like I said, there's no innuendo. It's like the lines are, feed my Frankenstein, my libido. It's like He's almost in parentheticals. It's like, it's like this is what I'm talking. It's like that, that uh, scene from um, Dr. Harbaugh's sing-along. Yes. I'm going to take her uh-huh. home and show her my hammer. And by hammer... I mean my penis. <laughs> I mean, my penis. but it's such a the song is it's like I was I made it I put it on my list. I go, you know, I should really put teenage Frankenstein and not sound so dirty, but I can't because the song is just it sounds so good. It's filthy, but it sounds awesome. And I was actually kind of reintroduced to Alice Cooper recently because we were flipping through Pluto TV and I got excited because I saw Nita Strauss and I was like, oh, there's Nita Strauss and then she just happens to be playing guitar for Alice Cooper, which I didn't know. She was on his tour. So I was like, oh, I forgot how much I like Alice Cooper. And my father's a fan of Alice Cooper. What? Yeah. What? He thinks he's a good golfer. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he is an excellent golfer. That's the only reason he likes him. He couldn't care less. when Because we have there's golf on 80 channels here in Florida. So he always has it on. And there's like that's the only channels that show those celebrity things. And my father will watch it. And he'll be like, hey, it's Alice Cooper. Yeah. He, he, gets, like, he gets excited for a second. He's really good. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's hilarious. That if like Alice Cooper had a thing and everybody would be all gothed up and getting his autograph and your dad be wearing like golf pants. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and assign my titleist. <laughs> so yeah, number four, Alice Cooper, Feed My Frankenstein. All right. My number four is a little more traditional in the sense of Halloween. And I watched it again this morning because it actually happened to be on HBO or something. And I missed the scene. So I went back on YouTube and watched it. And it is Remains of the Day by Danny Elfman from Corpse Bride. So you had mentioned the nightmare before christmas to me this is the best example of this style of movie that tim burton has been involved in uh whether he directed it or not and this is the highlight of that movie it's and i don't i remember these being little and i always found them creepy those things of like the dancing skeletons this is like some old black and white grainy footage from the 40s these used to be on like saturday mornings yeah i know what you're talking about this to me is an update of that. Those those weird bones movies combined with the Elfman, you know, 
attitude, giving the entire backstory of the bride in one swoop. This, to me, is what Elfman is the master of, this kind of storytelling. Mm -hmm. And it's also great because I feel like, depending on your kids, you know your kids better than anybody, whomever's listening, this is something you can get your kids involved in um, and not have to just watch the mamby-pamby, clean kind of Halloween things. (laughs) This is like the step between the Great Pumpkin and wherever you're going to take your kids as far as letting them watch scary things. This to me is like an uh, intermediate area. And I showed this to my son when he was pretty little. Cause I mean, really it's, it's a awful story for children. <laughs> it's, when you really think about what the story is about, it's, it's pretty gross. Yes. But, uh, I love the movie and I think it's the best example of this. And I love that song. Uh, that's my number four. I was trying to look it up quick. I mean, obviously, Danny Elfman wrote the music, but did he do the singing voice for... Yeah. He did. Okay, I couldn't see it on IMDb. I I mean, I like Boingo Boingo as well as anybody else, but I like his singing voice in the style he does in this and Nightmare Before Christmas better than his like pop rock voice, if that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's, it's, it's more... Um, it's more acting yeah. than just than just being the lead singer of a band. Mm-hmm. And I think when he does that, he does become better. And I think this is the best example of that. What a great song, both written and performed. The visuals of it are stunning. Like I just I I just watched it again. It's hasn't missed a beat. It's as good as it was the day it came out. If you put it out in the movie today, you know, I mean all these movies. I don't watch kids' movies anymore because my kid's sixteen. Yeah. But I see all this stuff, and it's like, yeah, they all look the same. In fact, aren't there two movies out about bulls or something? There's, <laughs> yeah. there's like one of Ferdinand, and there's another one with a bull. I don't even know Maybe, what's going I on. Know. I don't know about that. I just look at the kids' movies. Uh, Boss Baby. You're the kidding me. <laughs> that was a kids' movie? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was an ironic cartoon. Well, I look at the garbage that is Baba put Duke. out No, oh, well, no, now no, you've crossed the line. <laughs> But what are this this uh, Nomeo and Julia and Sherlock gnomes? <laughs> I oh don't God! Know what you're talking no. about. This is I can't awesome. believe I can't believe these are movies. And this is like I feel like my son is not that old, but they have strayed so far from mm-hmm. what was what was really good entertainment for children in not a long time. I mean, yeah. it's not that it's not that long that now we're watching bulls and garden gnomes dancing in thongs. The one <laughs> sausage the one, party. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was probably good. I didn't watch that for adults. But I know this one gnome thing, it ends with like a twerking gnome and a mankini. Oh, God. Wow. I would not let my son watch this. I'd let him watch A Corpse Bride mm, yeah. <laughs> and some veiled necrophilia, but never the mankini. So, <laughs> never. So no. if, mankini. You draw if, the line. I draw the line. If you're a parent now and you have a small child, I am very sorry for you. Take yourself back 10 years and watch the movies from 10 years ago. Show them to your children. And really, Corpse Bride is a perfect thing to do at Halloween. I'm, I, we, every time Corpse Bride comes up, I, it's like, why do I forget about that movie? And, here, and since I have the IMDb page, I'm looking. This is why. And, and, and compared to why do I remember Nightmare for Christmas so well? Because Nightmare was a Disney, this is a Warner Brothers. That's a difference in marketing. So right. we, Nightmare was drilled into my head probably much more than this one was. I, I need to see this again. It's we went to time. see it we in did. the in the yeah. theater when it came out yeah. too. But I'd forgotten about it probably because right. I wasn't told for five months how much I was going to love it before I watched it. <laughs> True. What a great movie! Yep. 
All right, Chris, do it your number four. My number four, I'm going back to the backpack. I'm going to... <laughs> back to the backpack. Back to the backpack. It's a song that has always just been a little part of my Halloween, and that is the one-eyed, one-horned, oh flying pe- purple peety, people eater. It was a one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. One-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. A one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater sure looks strange to me. You know what else he's that guy's famous for? What? The Wilhelm, Wilhelm scream. Oh, that's why I like him. <laughs> but that song, I, I was. You know how? You know how there's that that T-shirt that says "Let's eat, comma grandma, let's eat grandma." Yeah, yeah. It's all about punctuation. Or yeah, something like that. that's yeah. what I always think of when I hear this song. When I was a kid, I was fascinated. I was like, wait. Is the thing that he's singing about one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater, and he eats people, or is he a monster that eats one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people? Oh. oh. It always fascinated me. I was like... We need to have a seance one, for Sheb Woolley. In one case, I'm safe. In the other, I'm not. <laughs> Sheb Woolley? Is that you? <laughs> and he would go, oh! <laughs> yama, ah! yama, 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 yama. <laughs> <laughs> so you like this song because of grammar? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. pretty much. And it makes me think of like fun Halloween parties, like silly Halloween. There was a yeah. skit or uh I don't know, it's not even a skit, just this video they used to play on the Great Space Coaster to this song. Probably that's where I subconsciously and, have it. But this one was strange because its one horn was a like kind of trumpet in its face for its nose so it had like this weird kazoo trumpet solo and that instead of having a horn on its head the horn was his his nose that could, it doesn't that say up. where the horn where the they, horn has to be then they cut to gary Gnu. i think nope. i remember that it was it was animated right oh that well, i don't remember it could be i think there was an animated thing on one of those kids shows where they took the lyrics and played the song and animated it out it yeah, was i remember this it was good we were we were subjected to more songs like that <laughs> as children than kids are today. Like, because I, I don't know if it's just because it was that long ago. I feel like we grew up listening to songs from the fifties. Yeah, and because and kids es- don't today, especially in the eighties. Uh, everything there was such a resurgence of the f- or nostalgia drive for the fifties. Like we like we even had like fifties diners opening up and that kind of stuff. So I think that's where it got reinforced. The 50s are, yeah, 50s for us is what the 80s are for kids now. Yeah, it's every 30 years. Yeah, you're Every right. 30 years, you go back a... Uh, 30 years. 30 years, <laughs> trending-wise. <laughs> Good choice. Uh, I lost my list because I opened up a browser to find the Flying Purple People Leader, which I haven't found yet. I'll have to keep looking. Okay, number three. This is... I've liked this song well before associating it with Halloween, but it's the name certainly invokes Halloween. The singer was one of my favorite singers. I've seen him a couple times in concert, and he has passed away, but he's legendary, and everybody knows this song, and Halloween is not the only time you can listen to it, but Halloween is a good time Good time to listen to it. It's Warren Zevon's Werewolves of London. Ow. I always think of uh, Color Money. Really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, because when he's playing pool. 
That's ah. my association with that song. His hair was perfect. Ah, yeah. gotcha. Now, this is like it's not. There's nothing about the tune that necessarily invokes Halloween. It's not creepy. It's not scary. It's definitely not a hard song, but it's the werewolves part and the au as well. So there's been many, many a adult. I don't mean adult as in like adult movie, but adult uh, parents who get out one night that month to the Halloween party in their slutty. Um, nurse, nurse, and Red Riding Hood costumes. Then are all howling to wow during the song, half <laughs> drunk, realizing they have to go back to their crappy kids the next morning. Wow, that's <laughs> a picture, isn't that? <laughs> that is Americana. <laughs> there you go, Halloween Americana in a nutshell. That is a good choice, though. It has that great line that a little old lady got mutilated late last night. <laughs> yep. that, is a, that is a perfect line, and uh, it, it lends to the Halloween thing. I mean, little old lady getting mutilated, this is a good choice. Yep. All right, what's your number four, uh, three, Dave? Sorry, number three? All right, my number three, I, I, when I put this at three, my first instinct was that I was going to be bogarting Matt's list, but I'm going to do it anyway, and he can say whatever he wants. My number three is Pet Cemetery by the Ramones. <laughs> I don't want to be buried in a pet cemetery. I don't want to live my life again. And it's the way the movie ends. Because that movie, we, we've been talking about that a lot lately on The Grady's and and Summer had brought it up on an episode of The Grady's that the... And Matt and I had just brought it up, and she had brought up about the the crazy sister with the spina bifida, Zelda. It's like, this has come up a lot lately. I gotta watch Pet Cemetery. But that movie ends so sinisterly, and it goes right into the song. And I think that's part of the charm. And Matt and I both love the Ramones. In fact, we did a whole uh, Best of Fives on just the Ramones, if you're a Ramones fan. That'll be on the the back catalog. Uh, They're ripe for this style of song. To me and 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 i kind of think ripe for halloween mm-hmm. there's something about the ramones music that has this public access monster movie marathon feel like the kind of things that i know i grew up watching and i think matt did too like the channel 17 the great <laughs> entertainer yep. 24 hour classic horror movie with you know uh these weird horror hosts The Ramones to me go right in with that, like what it was like in the 70s in the Northeast. And I love it. This I-78 corridor, like between Philadelphia and going into Jersey and New York, it has their stank on it. And even the surviving Ramones, they appear at like some of these conventions. There's one called Chiller Theater. And... Are there any surviving Ramones? There's all- Marky and CJ, technically. I mean, there's the... The lesser Ramones. There's the one... No, not CJ. Not, not, not Marky, either. There's The lesser Ramones are the guy... There's two of them. There's a drummer that only played with them for one album, and a drummer that played with them with one show. And I don't know what their names are, but C- CJ... CJ has a band. I think it's CJ Ramone is the okay. band name. And Marky is the one who's always, always in the Tri-State area, or in the Northeast state area for those conventions because that's where he lives he's still in new york yeah and they go right in with this i just watched the video this morning as i was you know knew we were going to be recording it's a it's a train wreck it's (laughs) it's clips of the movie with them standing it's the best it's the best ending to a video ever or they're getting lowered into their grave yeah it's it's the joey ramon could not look less comfortable he's the most he's already the most awkward performer in punk rock history but then put him in a in a scripted stage situation forget it 
<laughs> it was so, it, it, and I love it, and, and that's part of the charm to me. And I do think of them for some reason when I think about Halloween. This song is desperate and ominous, and I, I do love it. It's my number three. It's not on my top five list, but it's in my honorable mentions. Absolutely. It'd be okay, hard. good. That that makes me feel even better. It'd be hard to do a music show without mentioning the Ramones for me. <laughs> Christy, what's your number three? My number three is a... I couldn't not put it on here, but I didn't want to rate it too high. Um, I remember the almost the day it came out uh, because it was such a big deal. And my father actually got a bootleg um, VHS of it oh, when God. it came out. Okay. It would be Michael Jackson's thriller. <laughs> Like the full length, like version of the whole story from the the date and everything, um, and I just remember being so excited about it. I was like, "Oh my god!" and and uh, the Vincent Price uh, narration throughout. I just I that was my my favorite song when I was when I was a kid at Halloween. That just was like creeped you out because it was talking about zombies and. And ghosts and uh, it just in ghosts and it just made me feel the whole Halloweeny. <laughs> Halloweeny. That is. I'll go ahead and add on to that because that's my number two thriller. Nice. And I have. I don't know that I've ever seen the entire video all the way through. It's long. And that 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 videotape you're talking about. I remember when the thriller video was made and released, and it was such a big deal. John Landis directed. Yes, it, right? he did. Yeah, and Rick, Rick Baker did all the makeup. Yes, yeah. Um, we didn't have cable, so I never saw it on MTV. We were at <laughs> James Way, a old defunct <laughs> department store in Pennsylvania. Remember that, Dave? Yes, James Way. <laughs> they had a TV set up, and they had like a little thriller, like a table, like a stand. They had the videotapes. They had um, probably his jacket and all this the stuff there. But on top, they were playing the video, the TV or the, the the video on the TV, it had just started again. I stood there watching it from the beginning, and my mother would be like, let's go. I'm like, just a minute. And she came in like four times, five times probably, more than that, telling me we have to go now. And I'm like, no, I'm waiting for the video. Just as the actual video starts, she pulls me out of the store because she was sick of waiting for me. Oh, come on. Yep, yep. And I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through since. I need to make a point of seeing that this year because I do know the song well. I had the album just like everybody else in the world. It's a good song. I mean, say what you will about Michael Jackson. I think Dave and I have had this discussion before. It's still possible to like an artist's music for, you know, I don't even know if I want to get into this conversation, you know, <laughs> despite what your opinions may be or your thoughts or this, that, and the other thing, I still enjoy this song and some of his other songs, despite what we may or may not know yeah. as he rests no. in peace. No, you're absolutely right. And if this isn't on my list, but I really, when we did our honorable mentions, because this is such, this is the perfect thing for this i was just gonna name my list the thriller list yeah right (laughs) and not put it on the list because it's it's one of the most iconic things i think that's ever happened as far as uh music and pop culture and video in our lifetimes 
and it, everybody does have this kind of like memory of the first time you saw it or the the circumstances that you saw it. It was the same thing with me. It was I remember when MTV was still kind of young. And playing music videos? (laughs) And playing music videos. You would check and it wouldn't be on and it wouldn't be on. And I remember having having not seen it yet. And one of my mother's work friends called her on the phone. Oh, my God. another (laughs) grown woman calling my mother saying, it's just coming on. Turn it on now. Turn it on now. And we're scrambling for the not remote control uh, (laughs) to put it on and... Being scared, I it, it I remember the instance. It's still on the date. It's the beginning. It's it's so well done, and he actually acts really well in it. And it's when he's doubled over, and he's starting to go into convulsions, and he turns quickly and yells at her to get away, and he has those yellow eyes. I remember being scared shitless <laughs> as a little boy. I mean, we were that came out in eighty four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like eleven. I I remember. Being so scared by that, it's it's so perfect. It's the perfect it's the perfect thing. It yeah, is. I remember being like really freaked out by the zombies and everything. Zombies have always been just kind of like my oh no, you can't do <laughs> I can't do the Living Dead. Nope, 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 nope. And I think even the disclaimer on the video that added to it. Oh sure, oh yeah, oh yeah. It, it's it's just one of the most perfect things. And they would show the making of it, short film on MTV all the time, like the makeup and the John Landis stuff. And you would sit there as a kid and watch this because you just soaked up every second that you could get of Michael Jackson when you were a kid, especially this. Yeah, I saw that making of, and then I didn't get to see the video. <laughs> Your mom was like probably <laughs> parked in a handicapped spot or perhaps... <laughs> perhaps on a handicapped person and had to get out of there quickly <laughs> before she before the cops came she's gonna yeah. actually she's gonna be here next week i'm gonna make her watch thriller with me see <laughs> this is what you pulled me out of james way for what you should do is have her watch the beginning and right is about to start drag her out of the house <laughs> <laughs> something she wants to watch oh you want to watch this you want to watch uh baking challenge world championship click the great Br- <laughs> the great british bake-off <laughs> right <laughs> Oh, you want to you want to see this uh, marathon of designing women? As <laughs> as soon as Delta Perk comes on, I'm dragging your ass out. Oh, you want to see the return of Murphy Brown? Not in this house. <laughs> <laughs> nobody nobody wants to see the return. Of I do. Jim Dial's not on. I don't care. Of course, he's 82 years old. All right, Dave. What's your number two? <laughs> All right, number two. Uh, without being too repetitive, although I am. Like I said, I'm a huge police fan, and that, of course, graduated into being a huge Sting fan. Uh, my number two is Moon Over Bourbon Street. There's a moon over Bourbon Street tonight. I see faces as they pass beneath the pale lamplight. I've no choice but to follow that call. The bright lights, the people, and the moon and all. And it's from the album Nothing Like the Sun. I feel like I, I'm, not, I'm not a good gauge of what people know sometimes because to me this is something I've always known since it came out and everybody should know. And if they don't know, I'm 
curious as to why. So I don't know if people know this song or not. Do you guys know the song? I do not. <laughs> I was like, uh oh, what is he going to say about people who don't know this song? I was worried no. for a second. No, I'm not saying anything. Like, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm saying it about myself. Like, I, I, yeah, I'm, I got you. I'm not a good gauge of this. This song is it's one of the best songs he ever wrote. Uh, and that's coming from a guy that I think is really one of the best songwriters of the past, I don't know, several decades. This song is a vampire song, and it's influenced by Anne Rice and the New Orleans part of Interview with a Vampire. It's sung hmm. as a tormented vampire, um, sort of as uh, Louis would be in the book or, or Brad Pitt in the movie. It's his inner monologue on what he has to do to survive and this position that he's been put in that he doesn't want to be in, but he has to do it because he, ha- he has to survive. Um there's a live version that I have. I mean, I have several copies of this song, like the album live. He does a live version of it in full New Orleans style, like Louis Armstrong style oh, wow. with horns. And he belts it out in this like raspy voiced. Uh, both versions are great, but it's really the lyrics and the uh, almost uh, you're feeling sorry for that character in Interview with a Vampire. And uh, and he loved those books and he wrote the song based on on that character. It's him just kind of juggling with not wanting to do it, but having to do it because that's part of the of, of Interview with a Vampire. Like the, that line goes through is like, I'm going to give you the choice that I never had. And he's made to do this. And that's what the song's about. I love it. It's mm. so great. That's my number two. That Mm. All right. Well, is that uh Oh, you're number two. I'm sorry. I throw lovers your number three. You're number yeah. two, Christy. My number two is going to be uh um Oh yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas has to be on a list no matter what, and it would be this is Halloween. Mm-hmm. Boys and girls of every age. Would you like to see something strange? Come with us and you will see This our town of Halloween This is Halloween, this is Halloween Pumpkin scream in the dead of night The original version, not the Marilyn Manson version I like both I, I just, I, I like, I like the original the best So that just gets me in the mood As soon as it hits October 1st, I start playing it <laughs> That is on my honorable mention list as well Oh, so that leads to number one was the biggie. And I will say for to be a number one song for Halloween, Halloween can't just be a day to that artist. Halloween is like, you don't that this artist, I'm sure he doesn't even realize Halloween is a day. I think he thinks Halloween is the word for just for living his, (laughs) his movies, his artwork and his music and his general look. Our Halloween through and through, 365, 24 hours a day, Rob Zombie and Dragula. No song ever gets me more ready to do anything Halloween-related than Dragula. It's up there with me for Living Dead Girl, too. Really? For, yeah, that's, that's well, that whole album, Hellbilly Deluxe, yeah, is a Halloween album, Yeah, but Dragula is the one. I will. I have listened to that 
I can't even tell you how many times on the way to Halloween Horror Nights over the years. It is just the it's it is the perfect Halloween song. It's heavy. It's not like death metal. His voice in that song, the way he, he's got a couple different stylistic singing ones. The way he used the voice he picked for that one is perfect. The the tune is the whole beat through it. You can just sit there, slam your foot, bang your head. Just it, I love this song. It is it is. There's like I said, if I had to pick, if there was a desert island Halloween themed desert island, and you could pick one song, I mean, hands down, it'd be Rob Zombie's Dracula. Hmm. Never heard it. <laughs> Jesus. Really? <laughs> well, you'll hear it when you play back this episode. <laughs> I'm gonna have to listen to this episode now. Oh Lord. <laughs> yep. All right. Yeah, you've always you've always been like you used to listen to I remember working at the theater, you would listen to like White Zombie. White Zombie all the time. time. In fact, speaking of the Ramones and Rob Zombie, the last time I saw the Ramones was opening for White Zombie at the time. <laughs> before Rob Zombie went solo. <laughs> awesome. I'll have to check it out. All right, Dave, what's your number one? All right, my number one is, it's funny when we make these lists, and I put a lot of time into my list, and I, I think I'm going to be all smart, and I'm going to number them. The first thing I write down is always my number one. <laughs> really? I don't know what like I don't know what I think I'm doing. This is the first thing I wrote down. This is the answer to me. My number one is Red Right Hand by Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Where secrets lie in the border fires and the humming wires Yeah, man, you know you're never coming back Across the square, across the bridge, past the mills, past the stacks On a gathering storm comes a tall, handsome man In a dusty black coat with a red right hand This is the perfect Halloween song to me, and it was made popular, sort of, in Scream. Nothing Nick Cave has ever done has been popular, but I still love it. The lyrics are killer. The singing is killer. It's about a killer. The creepy organ. The best part of the song is this punctuating bell that tolls throughout the song. It is a masterpiece of a song, and it's funny because we made these lists, I don't know, when you brought this up maybe like two weeks ago. And I made my list, and I enjoyed doing it. It's it's a fun thing to do at work when you're supposed to be working. <laughs> and I love Scream. I've always been a huge Scream fan. I actually got, last night, got to see Scream on the big screen. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, there's a theater not too far from here called the Movie Tavern, where you, I assume that this is a thing now everywhere. But to me, this was my first kind of experience with this. They have one down, um, down at whatever the hell Disney's, marketplace is called now um i assume there's one on city walk where you can go and you push a button and they bring you food and oh yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. yep i had never done that before till last night and it was great and and there's a lot of theaters up here now that are showing repertory films and i look at what's out in theaters now and you could not make me watch some of this stuff with a gun (laughs) to my head i'm gonna go watch what crazy rich who asians (laughs) oh No. That's supposed to be good. I'm sure. I'm sure it's great. Every movie's it, supposed to be good. True. It's not for me. <laughs> this doesn't happen. I, I would so much rather watch movies from 30, 20, even 10 years ago than anything else that's out now. And Scream fits into that perfectly. I love the idea of seeing repertory movies. I remember seeing Scream originally um, when it came out and just 
being blown away by the script and the dialogue and how funny it was and and some of these performances by these people who you didn't know and some of them really didn't do much but it, it doesn't matter it's the it was a perfect marriage of like script and cast and direction and i got to see it again last night on the big screen and it was awesome and hearing that song in full blast on the big screen as the town is shutting down due to this curfew is just a it's a memory that i didn't think i would get to experience again and i got to experience it last night and i've always loved the song since then and that's my number one red right hand all right i don't know that one either so you gave me another one to check out awesome all right christy there is no one to me that personifies uh, Halloween like Mr. Danny Elfman. But I'm going to go with his Oingo Boingo ears. Oh, no. Dead Man's Party. I knew it. I was my life in walking down the street. I was hit by something last night It's a dead man's party. I love Dead Man's Party. I have loved that. I've loved that song. There was a concert once when I was in high school. They had this like amateur band come and play in our gym, and we had to sit there. And they started playing like obscure songs by like the Hooters and Oingo Boingo. And all my classmates were like, "What the hell is this? This is not, you know, um, Evening Star. This is not." Lisa Lisa and Cult Jam. This is not any of these. And I'm sitting there going, it's a dead man's party. And I was like, I loved it. I was like, if all you have to do is play a mirror in the bathroom, that's all I got to do. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, 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 that to me is one of my songs that I, I love to hear. Um, especially at Halloween. It makes me think of, even though I don't like them quite, uh, zombies. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would and be it's a dead, dead men yeah. having a party. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Well, we did talk about some honorable mentions here and there, so I'll go ahead and list mine. There is, of course, the kind of joke I made earlier where if it was songs about Halloween, it would be four songs from Nightmare Before Christmas and one other. And in my mind, I was thinking this one, Bobby Boar's Pickett's Monster Mash. Yep. That's mm-hmm. about the only really Halloween song I can think of that was ever a kind of a popular song. Uh, I said Nightmare for Christmas. This is Halloween. Superstition by Stevie Wonder was on my list for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Pet Cemetery by the Ramones, of course. Devil Went Down to Georgia came to my mind, but uh, immediately didn't it didn't even really make it to the list. But it did come up. Uh, I kept out remakes because that could be an all Rob Zombie slash White Zombie list, but I'm Your Boogeyman by White Zombie at the time was on my list. That's a really good remake. And oh, that's good. One on my list that would never be on anyone else's list anywhere in the world. Xanadu. Nope. Oh. Gypsies, <laughs> Tramps, and Thieves by Cher. <laughs> and that's because... It's the second song in the 1971 broadcast of WKBW Buffalo, New York's version of War of the Worlds. So I hear that song, and right after that is when the landing starts. So when I hear that song, I start thinking of that version of War of the Worlds. That's awesome. You have that connotation with that song that yeah. doesn't really have anything to do with Halloween. That's nope. perfect. Nope. What's, uh, do you have any honorable mentions, Dave? 
I do, and and I was talking about uh, Murder by Numbers and this this idea of the songs that were sinister. My other sinister songs are actually even more sinister because they involve real events. So I was thinking of things like Helter Skelter because of the perversion it created in the mind of Charles Manson and Piggies as well, like the the Beatles kind of white album stuff when i hear that i can't help but separate it and even things like this is not a halloween song but it's it's because of the subject matter something like um i don't like mondays by the boomtown rats oh, there's yeah. some cre- creepy shit that went along with songs that uh, unfairly to the song i associate them with now not that i mean i don't like mondays is about what it's about and it's awful but when i hear that stuff i don't know it just puts you in this like kind of like unsettled mood uh i included stuff from other movies like zombie nation by Kraftwerk, just because of the way it's used in shawn of the dead uh sympathy for the devil by the rolling stones cry little sister from the lost oh, oh god i can't listen to that now after uh, dan and hampton's appearance on best of fives yeah and that is just another creepy <laughs> awful song just because i always put i always feel like rap has to be represented on every list this is barely rap but nightmare on my on my street but <laughs> TJ Chazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Who I hate. There's, there's also um there was a Chubby Checker rap called Doing the Zombie. Oh God. From I don't know when, but it was like that was his entry into Halloween and rap. It's awful. <laughs> if we did a I worst gotta, a worst of fives, that would be on my list. I gotta find that. You know what I also put and I put Bark on Bark at the Moon on my list because there is something always oh, about yeah. <laughs> Ozzy that was always scary when I was little. And the album cover of that, like it, as the werewolf. I, that's when my cousins and I really started to like find out like if there were hidden messages on records yeah. and try try to play stuff backwards, which you can never do the right way. Um, I don't know. Like I, when I hear songs like that, it gives me that that sense. I almost put on just because of its use in Halloween. Um, don't fear the reaper mm-hmm. because it's also they also play it as a as a nod to Halloween in scream but the blue oyster cult don't fear the reaper is playing on the radio in halloween when they're driving around before the night really kicks in mm-hmm. and then saturday night live did that stupid thing with the cowbell, cowbell! <laughs> and now yeah. i've never noticed i'm sure obviously i had that i've heard it i've heard the song but now the second that freaking cowbell song starts. really gets into that i was like i can't not hear that damn cowbell the whole freaking song yeah the song it's not scary anymore no no Christopher Walken has ruined that song. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the last thing I put, this is a guilty pleasure, and I watched it again this morning. This is one of the worst things ever put on television, and it's from TV. Um, Have you ever seen Kiss, Phantom of the Park? Yes. (laughs) It's so bad. But I don't know. It's it's really just a Scooby-Doo episode with Kiss in it. Yeah. And it is one of the worst things ever filmed, ever. And uh, if you haven't seen it and you want to laugh, or maybe you're a little baked and you got to get through it, watch <laughs> Phantom of the Park. That's not the worst Kiss Halloween performance oh. ever. There no. was, and this will have already posted, and people would probably will have heard it, including you, Dave, but we'll get your reaction here. The Paul Lind Halloween special. Oh, right. Kiss performed. Now, that's that makes sense. What doesn't make sense is the second song they performed was Beth. Yeah, the, okay. For Halloween. <laughs> yeah. At, yeah. Peter Chris had a hissy fit and had to sing Beth or something. Yes, yeah. Nothing <laughs> screams Halloween like Beth. Right. 
I love Peter Chris. He's the best member of Kiss. So don't say, don't say. Anything oh, I'm not. Bad. Oh, I, I'm not. I'm not saying that was Peter Chris's fault. I was saying it was whoever put together this this lineup for this variety show said, you know, what 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 song can we do for Halloween? Monster Mash? No, Beth. Come on, quintessential Halloween. You know, we Absolutely. freaked everybody out with these damn witches. Let's do something that you know just takes them down. Well, that didn't work. I guess we need to have Florence Henderson do that old Black Magic. Oh God, which happened as well. Oh, I can't wait. It cannot be unseen. I'll tell you that. It can't be unseen. <laughs> uh, you have an honorable mention list, um, Christy? I just had Monster Mash. And then, of course, when you look up these, these, uh, if you, you know, just for inspiration, when you look up uh, Halloween songs, uh, the weirdest shit comes up. Like, I'm like, that, that okay. But um, it, it creeped me out, but not necessarily at Halloween, but Zombie by the Cranberries. I like that song. I don't think of Halloween, but I could see where you where you get that from. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's that's pretty much it. I, I I'm not a big fan of of, and they're so obscure the the songs that come up on that list that are like, no, <laughs> I'm not playing this at a Halloween party. All right. Well, I think that does it. If anyone else, I'm sure this is one of those lists that it's like. Not only is there so many songs to choose from, but there's so many ways to approach it. So I know, I know there's people out there that have different lists, and I'd love to hear them. So share that on our Facebook page. We're Neo's As Podcast on Facebook. Our Twitter account, we're Neo's As on Twitter. And follow all of our, this has just been one part of our huge Halloween celebration this year. Check out all our Halloween offerings, including the Paul and Halloween special, which we just kind of <laughs> revisited here briefly. All of that is at neozaz.com. Of course, you can find us on iTunes. We have a Halloween feed on iTunes. If you want to find all the past Halloween specials, we've been doing this for the better part of 10 years. We have a ton of Halloween specials. You can find that all in one feed on that. Uh, iTunes feed as well as Stitcher feed for this iHeartRadio, Spotify, at, at just about anything that provides podcasts we have signed up with. And if we've missed one, let us know that one as well. We'll make sure we sign up so that everyone can find us and join in on this big celebration. Thank you, Christy and Dave, for joining me tonight. You're welcome. Thank you for including us. Happy Halloween. Happy Sam Hain. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> there was a, what was the other one? Suin? Sewin? Sewin. Sewin, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the way we just had, I just had a way too long conversation about this at work, oddly enough. It's funny that you just brought it up. So, I mean, I have a deja vu. Anyway, so thanks everyone for listening. Happy Halloween, of course, and we'll see you in our next episode. Bye.